Welcome to another edition of Project 45 Podcast. I'm your host, Jack. And I'm Michael. And on today's show, we're going to talk about the Democrats and the recent CNN climate control uh, town hall that they had and just how the Democrats want to take over control of your everyday life if we elect them into office. And I think that's an important topic that we need to hit on today. So uh, go take a listen. I hope you enjoy the show. So we're going to get started. Uh, our first topic was the recent shootings or the, the mass shootings that are taking place uh, across America. Um, we all know in shows before that we've talked about, they're going to say, the Democrats are going to say, the left, the left's going to say that these shootings are, there's 300 plus mass shootings every year and, you know, it's out of control and, and that's, that's another false uh, manipulation of the, the statistics. I mean, they're taking into account uh, factors that the FBI, you know, data get, gathering that just doesn't actually fit what you, the average American might say is a mass shooting. Because when you say mass shooting, you know, I'm, I'm thinking of things that we see on the news. The, right. the school shootings, school shooting. uh, the workplace shootings, right. and, and we're talking mass shootings. You think, you know, 10 dead, 20 dead, you know, a, a large amount of, of uh, casualties associated with these. And then the statistics that they're bringing in are not necessarily mass shootings in the context that me and the average everyday American may think of a uh, of what's being a mass shooting, for example. So, first of all, know that the statistics that the Democrats and the left are trying to tell you this 300 plus mass shootings per year is not an accurate account of the actual mass shootings. They're, they're very limited. I think we actually looked at the data before that it was less than 14 in a 10 yeah. to 20 year period yeah. of actual what we would consider a mass shooting. So it's not an epidemic. It's a manipulation of the data skewed in their favor to gain control. And the if you look across the board at all the Democratic candidates and the Democratic Party as a whole, this is simply about gaining power. There's no the Democratic Party has no solutions uh, to the to the problems that face you and I as Americans. They don't have solutions, and you, that's evident because there's no policy debate. There's no discussion. The discussion lies within how can I gain power, and how can we as a Democratic Party insert ourselves into the average life of everyday Americans and control it. And electing a Democrat at this a Democrat at this point is basically handing over control of your everyday life. Imagine your neighbor having the say so in what you do, how you raise your kids, what you eat, when you use uh, electricity, when you watch TV, you know, when you can drive your car, what you can what kind of car you can drive. So imagine Handing over those aspects of your everyday life, no matter how mute, how minute they may they may be, handing that over to another entity. Now you, what do you think about that, Michael? Um, I think I agree with you when you say that the Democrats don't have a real solution uh, to the problems that we face. Their their solutions are more control, more power, more money for the government so that they can, in their infinite wisdom that, that the Democrat Party professes to possess, can redistribute 
the money or resources or uh, make better decisions for the masses of people in the United States who are so dumb, basically, that we can't make our own decisions about, <clears throat> excuse me, what to eat, what kind of what kind of car to drive, whether or not to own firearms, um, when to use electricity, what to, what temperature to set our thermostat on, or or any you know anything like that. We can't make those decisions for ourselves. Um, or you know, one of the most ridiculous things: what material a straw should be made out of. Right. You <laughs> know, we can't we can't even decide for ourselves. You know. Uh, what material, what's the best material for a straw? They have to ban plastic straws because we're too dumb to know that they're bad for the environment. Well, I mean, I think we'll I get mean, into that a little bit later because, I mean, we got some clips. I mean, we're going to break down this this catastrophe, this disaster marathon of BS spewed out by the Democratic Party and this so-called climate thing. And I think... I think what we've got here is this: we've got them tell they're they're actually telling us that they want control of our lives. Oh yeah, and they're telling you, and they really do think that you're too dumb to know what's the best thing for you. So they need to tell you what's the best. Right. Thing I mean, for you. do you really want to elect elect a party or a politician that thinks that the people voting for them are too dumb to? Regulate or decide their own lives, their own pathway in lives, their own you know the materials that they their purchases, their daily activities, their you know usage of electricity or energy. That we're we're too dumb. That we need to elect one of them to tell us how to do it. I mean that's smack in the face from the from the oh, beginning. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And if you line up to vote for this, you are. Truly, a useful idiot that we we've exactly. talked about the useful, useful idiot. idiot. You're a useful idiot because their end game is control, the power that we're going to give them by electing them into government, so that they have this. You know, they meet some uh, ambition that they have for themselves. Gives their party control. You know, the puppet strings are going to start being pulled, and then they're going to insert your, themselves in your daily life. Don't think that's the case. These people are literally telling you their plan, and they're disguising it, like we said, in gun control. They're sitting here trying to tell you, oh, be fearful. Guns are wild, and people are crazy. Oh, yeah. Going, you know, if you go to the if you go to the grocery store, or you take your kids to school, you know, that may be the last time you hug your kid goodbye. And that's not that's not the case. The schools are are relatively safe. I mean, I would I would say that they're safe. I, I have no problem sending my kid to school. Uh, anytime, and mm -hmm. I don't. I don't look at it. This is the last time I may hug my my child by because they went to school. That's that's fearful. That's fearing you into giving up. Oh yeah, let's advocate for gun gun uh, right or control. gun control. Excuse me, because what uh, what what big giant car do these people have? Then it's for the children. Yep. Think of the children, those poor children. You know, so. We got a clip of Beto O'Rourke. Literally, in this clip, he's you know, being asked about gun control. He's going to manipulate uh, the statistics like we talked about. And he's literally going to sit here and tell you his goal, his end game, if he was elected president, is to come take your guns away. Congressman, welcome. Let's start on the shooting. Uh, I want to play for our viewers your reaction 
at a campaign stop last night. Don't know what the motivation is, do not yet know the firearms that were used or how they acquired them. But we do know this is <laughs> Yeah, the, the rhetoric that we've used, the thoughts and prayers that you just referred to, it has done nothing to stop the epidemic of gun violence. To protect our kids, our families, our fellow Americans in public places at a Walmart in El Paso where 22 were killed in Sutherland Springs in a church, uh, one or two a day all over this country, 100 killed daily in the United States of America. We're averaging about 300 mass shootings a year. No other country comes close. So yes, this is up. And if we don't call it out for what it is, if we're not uh, able to speak clearly, if we're not able to act decisively, then we will continue to have this kind of bloodshed in America. And I cannot accept that. And so uh, we're going to speak uh, as defiantly and as strongly as we can, but we're also going to take action. Universal background checks, red flag laws, an end to the sales of weapons of war, and buying those AK-47s and AR-15s back so that they cannot be used against our fellow Americans. So let's talk more about some of those solutions. You made an unusual campaign stop uh, a couple of weeks ago. You went to the red state of Arkansas, and you went to a gun show. What did you learn there? The first person who approached me uh, introduced himself, recognized me, and I said, look, i got to be honest, I'm here because we lose more than 40,000 Americans a year. We've got to find a solution. And he said, I shouldn't be here. If you have a pulse, if you're 18 years old, I sell you the gun. I shouldn't be able to do that. He, at a gun show selling guns, was advocating for universal back. So Beto works demonizing the gun show guy, big bad, uh, big bad uh, gun show guy. But the key thing that you heard there before you, you know, went to that visit of Arkansas is a buyback of your gun. And the first, the first thing you should realize is the United States government did not purchase your gun for you. That's true. So there is no <clears throat> buyback. They've never owned your gun. They've never owned your gun, and they never purchased your gun for you. You purchased your gun, but they want to, quote, buy it back. No, they want to confiscate it for you, and they're going to trick you into doing that by giving you some compensation so that you blindly give it over. So, oh, I'm willing to give it over because they're going to give me 100 bucks. Yep. That's confiscation. And it doesn't stop at your assault rifle because nope. that's a test. So give me a little, an inch of the rope, give me another inch of the rope, give me another inch, and the next thing you know, you've got no more rope. So if you start giving up your liberties one at a time, then... The next thing you know, you're going to look back and, and you have no liberties. And that's the most frightening thing that the Democratic Party has got going for you. They're adamantly opposed to independence in your lifestyle. And Beto O'Rourke is a prime example. I mean, this guy is walking around here pretending to be uh, Hispanic or Spanish, and he's not. And America is going to give this guy credibility. This guy, is, if you want to elect this guy to office, and he lies about his ethnicity or panders to whatever voting group that he can get in front of. And he, he tries desperately to be the white Obama with the way he throws oh, his hands yeah, about oh and, and speaks in, in these sentence fragments. And, and it's, it's disgusting to see the way these people pretend and pander. This, this mass shooting, 300, poor children, big bad gun, this is all pandering to the things that they think their voters want to hear. And I guarantee you, you're going to you're gonna nominate one of these cuckoo people, the Democratic Party, you're going to nominate one of these cuckoo people, and you're going to see them move away from this, from this, 
and try to win over the mainstream vote. But remember, when you try to vote for these in the mainstream, when you go and think you're going to vote for a, Dem a Democrat in the general election, remember every bit of this conversations that they've had in this primary, because these is the truth, and this is exactly what they want to do uh, to your life. Another thing that I think is crazy about what he said is, you know, the only thing that he had to do to get the crowd riled up was say the F word. That's telling of the low education and low stimulus needed to rile up the crowd. He had, The only thing he had to say was the F word. If he hadn't said the F word, would the crowd have cheered and carried on? No, probably not. The crowd would have been about as, as enthused and, and as uh, into it as a Hillary Clinton rally. Uh, but like you said, I mean, you got to drop the F-bomb to get a response back. This guy, might as well, this his F-bomb is the equivalent of Jeb Bush's uh, please clap yeah. comment that he made when he ran against <clears throat> Trump in the primaries, the Republican uh, primaries. But it doesn't stop at your guns. I mean, it gets more, it, it, it literally gets more and more ridiculous. And Here's another clip from the climate change. This is Pete. I believe this is Pete Buttigieg. I, I can never say this guy's name, but this is Mayor Pete, and he wants to get you to stop eating uh, hamburgers and using plastic straws. I mean, that's ripping the very fabric of America apart. Hamburgers and no plastic straws. Pete Buttigieg. Hold on. Before like we go into this, I was trying to find it on. Look it up. Most people probably don't know this, but uh, I didn't know this until I came across the facts about it, but they will call an AR-15 an assault rifle and tell you that AR means assault rifle. That's not even what it means. AR stands for the Armalite, which is the people who made the rifle. Right. Uh, and they, But they won't tell you that. AR doesn't stand for assault rifle. It stands for Armalite. Right. I mean, I mean... They don't even know. They don't even they, know uh, what it is. Years ago, years ago, these people, I guarantee you, they do not even know what they're trying to take away from you. Because years ago, Dianne Feinstein, I think it was back in 2011 or something like that, Dianne Feinstein said if we just stop making high-capacity magazines, eventually people will just use them all up, and there won't be any high-capacity magazines anymore. She has no she has no clue what she's even trying to take away or ban. That's because these people have never lived an actual American life like me no and, way. and the, the listeners not. that we have right here. They they don't know what it's like to live the the American life, the family life, the getting up and the, these people are born and bred into the to the circumstances that they're in now, the positions that they're in now. These people didn't uh, work nine to five jobs and factories and slave over factory Most of them work. Are from wealthy families. They're from wealthy families that had a pathway predetermined for them, and they're going to sit here and tell you that they had this and they had that. And, and and I don't care what hardship they think that they've had or what story they think that they have. I, I guarantee you, at some point, fate changed for them in the, in a matter of a fact that does not change. For the average and American. they are so far removed from that experience, that childhood um, <clears throat> discrimination or whatever they experienced. 
they at this point in their life in their 40s and their 50s and their 60s and their 70s they are so far removed after having been in office for decades in Washington DC and so insulated and uh, disconnected from the average American that they have no understanding and no idea Absolutely, what like. no understanding. And I, I think this is, Pete Buttigieg definitely has no understanding. I don't even think this man even has a, ever, ever eat a hamburger in his life or drink with a plastic straw. I mean, I, I, before we even get into the plastic straw, I think we were talking earlier before we did the show, we were talking about how many, how many times a day do I use, or maybe in a week, do I actually even use a plastic straw? I mean, I don't eat out that much. No. Um, I usually, if I grab a, a, a bottle of, of Coke or... We live in the South, so everything's a Coke. I'm not going to yeah. say a soft drink. But, you know, get a, a Coke or whatnot. It's in a plastic bottle. I don't need a straw. I drink in a plastic bottle. Yep. You know, I hear anybody complain about uh, banning plastic Coke bottles across the board. It's, it, they fixated on some straw because some story about some kid a little while back saving, collecting straws from the ocean and blah, blah, and the straws were killing these people. And I mean, and it was just a heartwarming story that the liberal left media picked up and they're like, oh, we can use it and beat the drum. And then they went after straws. And this is Pete Buttigieg going after your hamburgers and your straws. About to act. I think that it makes a lot of people feel very helpless. Because, yes, we can all do away with our plastic straws. And I haven't drank out of a straw for the past six months because I'm so... Let's pause it right there. This... <laughs> We let, we listened to this clip prior to the show, and I think I, I almost wanted to jump through the through the window. Yeah, when she so said I, that, I was like, "This is the most absurd comment I've ever heard in my whole life." This lady said she she is so worried about the ocean that she hasn't used a plastic straw in months. Six months. Six months. Kit, come on, lady. I bet you drunk five thousand plastic how, uh, uh, bottles of water. Exactly. How many plastic water bottles have you drank in six months? Plastic cups have you used at a restaurant on your break or how much how much how many materials you have around in your uh, office there that are made from plastic. Come on. We can all do away with our plastic straws and I haven't drank out of a straw for the past six months because I'm so worried about what's happening in the ocean. But people feel helpless when it's something that existential. Right and so that's uh, what do you do about that. Most of the of the um, pollution in the ocean, most of the plastic pollution in the ocean does not even come from the United States. It comes from third world countries like India and China. And China, but we can't we can't do anything about China. We don't go after China for some reason. Why is the United States so freaking fearful of China? Because China owns the United because States. Because China owns the United States. Of they own all of. They, they own it. They own all of America's debt. One of the things I think the, the downside to us facing just how colossal of a challenge this is, is it can feel paralyzing, but we can rise to meet this and be proud of it. That's part of what my climate plan is about. It's not only about all of the things we've got to do technologically and with regulation and, and so on. It's about summoning the energies of this country to do something unbelievably hard. If you look at the moments when this country rose to a major challenge, overcoming the Great Depression, winning World War II, going to the moon, it required something out of all of us. And I think we could be standing taller. See, right now we're in a mode where we're, uh, I think we're thinking about it mostly through the perspective of, of guilt, uh, you know, from using a straw to eating a burger, am I part of the problem? And in a certain way, yes, but the most exciting thing is that we can all be part of the solution. And so my plan not only calls on ways to make sure so eating a hamburger and drinking from a plastic straw 
you're worried about am I part of the part of the problem? I'll tell you what, I eat a hamburger every other day and I drink out of a plastic straw once in a blue moon and neither of those times do I think am I part of the problem. No, Pete mm-hmm. Buttigieg, you are part of the problem. Mm-hmm. The Democratic Party is part of the problem going on now. And that's what that is what we're trying to get the message out here. This you know, our first episode was on thinking critically, and that was going to help you, you know, along with these episodes and, and watching television and, and uh, you know, your, your daytime dramas shows, or if they're still on, and your nighttime shows, the, the messages that are hidden in there. These guys are coming out and giving you the message. Oh, yeah. You know, then, they, then the liberals take the message and insert it into your TV show, so it's like, oh, that's normal. Yeah. That's normal. You're desensitized to it, and next thing you know, hey, I don't, I don't, I'll give up my hamburger. Yeah, I'll give up my straw. Yeah, I'll give you my guns. Yeah, I'll, I'll put. I'll, you can figure out what light bulbs I can use. You can tell me, you know, when I can use power and watch TV, and, and it goes on and on and on and on because you're gonna sit there and watch it. And it's like, oh, that's normal. It's normal. It's normal. It's not normal. It's, you're gonna go, We're gonna look back, and it's gonna be 1984. All you know, it's gonna be 1984. It's gonna be Animal Farm. Read yeah. those books. And I'm telling you, that's where we're headed. That is the direction that we're headed. What was uh, what was what did AOC say about Hurricane Dorian? That if everybody had electric car, that they were talking about gas. Everybody was going out to get gas. Yeah, but if everybody had an electric car, it would be a problem. Well, there's no electrical grid when the power goes out. So <laughs> how can you charge an electric car with no some, power? Maybe tape some solar panels to the back end. There, and and there's no sun it. during a hurricane. Oh, wait a minute. So you lose. You lose either way you go. Hey, these are the people that you've elected. These are the Democrats. This is the new Democratic Party, ladies and gentlemen. I used to be a Democrat. This is the new Democratic Party. Not ashamed to tell you where I came from. Used to believe in the Democratic Party. Now, I'm absolutely appalled by it. It's a it's a party that literally scares the hell out of me if they get elected, and that's why we're working desperately hard from this point on to get the word out of the truth and uh, go out there and campaign. Uh, for Donald Trump to be reelected, uh, and like we said, we've argued before, Donald Trump is not the absolute answer, but it is the best thing that we've got to buffer between what is barking and biting at the heels of the American people, this country, and hopefully we can reject the Democratic Party in such a way that they can actually change their their mind. Uh, their party shifts from, away from this socialist mentality, from this absolute control mentality, and we can bring the parties back to uh, you know some kind of common sense. Because right now, if you ask me, both parties are cuckoo. But given the two, the Democratic Party needs to be committed at this point, and it's just absolute uh, insanity. And it just keeps going on. You think hamburgers and straws from Pete Buttigieg? I mean, you got. Kamala Harris saying the same thing. So if you think this is just a, oh, it's just Pete Buttigieg. No, this is a Democratic Party agenda. Mm-hmm. Let's listen to uh, uh, Kamala Harris. Leaders have to lead. And plastic straws do. are a big thing right now. Yeah. Do you ban plastic straws? I think we should. Yes. I mean, look, I'm going to be honest. It's really difficult to drink out of a paper straw when you had it. If you're just, like, if you don't gulp it down immediately, it starts to bend. Yes. And then, and then, you know, the little thing catches it, and then, you know, so we got to kind of perfect that one a little bit more. That's so you ban it, but rely on innovation. I mean, we got, we got it. Yeah, innovation is, is a process, right? You don't just do it. Innovation is a process. But, but you know, let's, let's encourage.
feel a little bit better than some of those flimsy plastic straws, but we do need to ban the plastic. All right, we're going to have much more with Senator Hay. Paper dissolves and breaks down in your drink. Breaks down in your drink. God knows what's coated on the paper straw anyway yeah. from the factory. Do you want that to dissolve in your drink? I mean, like, what, what? What point did we? What? At what point did plastic straws become the demon that they are? I have no idea. I mean, I, I don't go. I mean, you're telling me I can't go out and take my kid to school because they're going to get shot. I can't go to Walmart because I'm going to get shot. I can't go where there's a crowd of people. I'm going to get shot. I can't go drink uh, a, a, a Coke. At a restaurant for, with a plastic straw, I can't buy plastic straws. I can't use them. I'm killing everyone with plastic straws. I mean, I, at this Man, point, I should lock myself. Straws. I should lock myself in a dark room and never leave my house. Wait, maybe that's what they want you to do. Oh yeah, because that's where we're headed to, to a point where we don't socialize with people. And I mean, plastic straws. Where did this plastic straws come? From? I have no. It's just it, plastic straw. This whole plastic straw thing came out of the blue all of a sudden out of California with all the Looney Tunes out in California who think it's quite all right for heroin addicts to dump their needles in the streets and use the plastic syringes and the plastic needles to shoot up their heroin. But God forbid you use a plastic straw to drink out of it. Yeah, I mean, yeah, you can, you can go to San Francisco and defecate in the streets. Eh, that's not a problem. You know? No, use a plastic straw, though. We can let Antifa beat the hell out of everybody because they, they don't agree with your political Can't viewpoint. Can't use a plastic straw. Don't use a plastic straw. You know, jobs are still leaving neighborhoods, and families still don't have uh, enough money or, you know, ed education, or neighborhoods are going to crap. I mean... Nashville's right up the road from here. I can't remember a day on the news where there's not a teenager breaking into homes, stealing a car, car, shooting at police. And this is this, this is not even happening in the interior urban area of Nashville. This is the the once sprawling suburbs of Nashville. These communities mm -hmm. have become overridden with crime. These are these are communities that people left Nashville to escape this type of violence and this crime. And now you know, your ring doorbell is nothing more than a surveillance tool to let you know you got broke into so you can watch your house being getting broken into. But hey, you should buy a ring doorbell because it's going to save you from somebody breaking in your house. No, they're still going to break in your house. They're going to wear a mask like these kids are doing. Oh, yeah. And all the thing you get to do is sit there and watch your crap being stolen. Yep. So, I mean, you might as well get a ring doorbell and let the Democratic Party come in there and take your plastic straws exactly. and your television for you and say, hey, I just watch it on my ring doorbell. Uh so, I mean, and thank God our state legislature passed a law that banned sanctuary cities from the state of Tennessee. But our current mayor, the current mayor in Nashville, uh, David Briley, is trying to get the legislator to overturn that law. Yeah, so, so yeah. that Nashville can become a sanctuary city. Well, a quick side note: and most of you may not, you know, be aware of what's going on here in Nashville. But you know, uh, Tennessee is obviously a very conservative state, except for you know the four major cities, which are pretty liberal. And I would say the most I don't really know a lot about Knoxville, and I don't hear a lot of a lot about Knoxville, so I'm going to leave Knoxville out. But you know, Memphis, Nashville, and Chattanooga are all ran by Democratic mayors, uh -huh. and they're desperately trying to be liberal. And if you ask me, every one of them is a crap hole. Oh yeah. And David Briley, uh, a few weeks or a month a month uh, a month ago, uh, ICE agents in Nashville were trying to question or detain an individual who had locked himself inside a van or a truck or, or a vehicle. And neighbors surrounded the truck hand in hand and prevented the ICE agents from taking this guy into custody. And the ICE agents caved in and left the scene and, and, and so on. 
and then that just emboldened Mayor Riley, and now he's 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 locked in this battle for for re-election. He's in a runoff between uh, John Cooper, and uh, he's losing. So he's he's scrambling for votes, and he's trying to appeal, and he's pandering. So he tries to make this sanctuary uh, city law, uh, which is forbidden by state law. So they're going to try to cut funding off, uh, state funding off uh, to Nashville. But we'll, we're we're really waiting to see if they actually follow through oh, with, yeah. with that aspect of it, which I don't believe that they will. Uh, but anyway, so he's trying to challenge this sanctuary law that Tennessee has. And then uh, basically he's limited, he made an executive order as mayor to limit Nashville Metro Police uh, cooperation with ICE. And just, I think, a couple weeks ago, those very same ICE agents were working uh, to apprehend someone in Nashville. And they were uh, almost run down by the vehicle that this illegal uh, was driving. That was just the other day. Yeah, it was just the other day. Out. And they ended up shooting at this yeah, guy. Yeah, that was just the other day. Uh, a couple days ago. They ended up shooting at this guy. And I think he <clears> turned <throat> himself in later at a hospital because he had been hit. Yeah. But, I mean, I can't help but think that the actions of these people... From you know being in, empowered by the Democratic Party and, and this sanctuary city policy that they have, you know that that sprang down into Nashville that emboldened these these citizens to, to resist ICE and, and so-called protect this individual, and then emboldened uh, this illegal to think that he can run over these ICE agents at a later date, and you know he ended up getting shot. So this is these these have these what the Democratic Party has, has got going on is is funneling into. Uh, conservative America in communities that are not typically uh, your Seattle's or your you know your Portland Oregon's and things like that these are conservative areas of Tennessee and the south and we're starting to have these problems because you've got these people uh, basically enacting violence upon themselves taking violence from the example of the Democratic Party violence that's the theme the, the theme uh, of the of the Democratic Party, and it has been for several months, is you know violence at any cost, basically, right. resist uh, to resist Trump. Yeah. So let's just get let's go on to to the next topic of this because that's going to direct we're going to get off topic, and then that's going to make me infuriated. I'm not going to be able to sleep for the rest of the night. Uh. <laughs> I'm going to get angry over that. But uh, the government incentives. We got Kamala Harris here. Uh, let's listen some some more of her uh, ideals as she uh, talks into this uh, climate CNN town hall here. But now more questions for Senator Kamala Harris. So let's go straight to an audience question now. Carolyn Corsant is a lawyer from New York, Senator. She has a question about the impact of certain foods on the environment. Um, just to give some context here, the United Nations says that cattle, livestock cattle, uh, contribute 14.5% of all human-produced greenhouse gases, which is an incredible number. Caroline, go ahead with your question. Thank you. Uh, Shant has... So let's stop right there. 14% of greenhouse gases come from cattle. 14%. So that, that's, that is probably a very small... I don't have the statistics in front of me, but I'm just going to go off the top of my head, and I'm going to assume that you know, some kind of factory or this, some other plastic... Produ well, producing there's nine there's 86 more percent yeah where is this 80 where's the 86 percent somewhere and, I, and i'm guaranteeing you there's something out there that's gobbling up a lot more than 14 percent and suddenly we're worried about cows and telling us that we can't eat meat 
Well, what do we do? Even what are we going to do with the cow? Eating, eating yeah. the what cows, are we going to do with the cows? What are we going to do with the cows? The cows are still going to be here. Kill the cows? And guess what? When you eat meat, you kill the cows. <gasps> oh, then the cows are going down. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> so if we don't eat meat, we have more cows. We have more cows. And cows <laughs> get more than 14% of the... Con- the contributing because cows the, will reproduce without a natural without predator. Without a natural predator, I can't. Okay, so we're doing anyway. the equation: cows <laughs> left alone, cows bad for the environment. Leave cows alone, cows pre- reproduce. Cows have no natural predator. Cows increase their con- their contribution to the methane in the environment. But if we eat more cows, then we kill off the cows and keep it reduced. So the only option is to literally wipe the planet of, of cows. all cows. And then you wipe the planet of a milk source, which is vital to the food chain. But then what about but then what about the, the other livestock? Does it stop at cows? Because once the fourteen percent is reduced from the cows, then what about the sheep? Yeah, something's going to have to take the place of the cattle. Yeah. So we're going to have to find a milk source. So There's no end. We're going to have to drink goat milk, so then we're going to have to produce more goats to be able to keep up with the consumption of milk in throughout the world. And then next thing you know, we're, we've got a Kamala Harris Jr. on here 20 years from now saying, well, we got to kill all the goats because they contribute 14%. No. This is the most ridiculous, backward they, what thinking is, that I've ever... They want us all to eat Soylent Green. Yes, Soylent Green. Soylent Green. Watch that movie. Watch you'll that understand movie. what he's talking about. They want us all to eat Monsanto soy meat. It's linked to, uh, to agriculture and the overconsumption of red meat uh, and also the overproduction of crops. Um, certain countries have changed their dietary guidelines uh, to reduce the consumption of red meat uh, in light of the impact of, of the climate change. Yeah. Uh, if elected, uh, are you will you be supporting uh, change uh, in dietary guidelines, and then how will you plan on implementing the changes so that people effectively change the diets? Yeah, I mean, it, it's and thank you, Carol, for your work on the question. Uh, Just a side question: She's talking about the food pyramid. Yeah, that's what she's talking about. The food, the nutrition guidelines, the food guidelines. Who the hell follows the food pyramid in the United States? I could, I would no know food pyramid body. if it ran me over with a bread truck. Okay. Which is actually one of the food groups. It is a food group. Eat your bread and grains, but not meat. There is, I, I think of the, the point that you're raising in, the, in, in a broader context, which is that as a nation, we actually have to have a real priority at the highest level of government around what we eat and in terms of healthy eating because we have a problem in America. Um, and we can talk about all that we are now the subject of this conversation. We can talk about um, the amount of sugar in everything. We can talk We can talk about soda. We could go on and on. Uh, so the answer is... FYI, the FDA allows that to happen. Yeah. A, the Food and Drug Administration of the United States government allows what's in your food to be in your food. Exactly. So give... Let's give power to a government entity who already allows for what she's asking you not to do. She, this government in, entity has allowed this to take place. It, the FDA has allowed for companies like Monsanto to genetically modify your food and insert things into your food. 
excuse me, into your food that are known carcinogenic, cancer-causing agents. Yeah. And, and they, they knowing knowingly make you fat. Yeah, and knowingly make you fat and poison and poisonous. Your food in the store, and there's no way around it, we're all being part of population control because the Food and Drug Administration knows that these companies like Monsanto's and these uh, mass produ uh, production of food and preservatives, and all, the, the ingredients in these foods that you buy at your local grocery store are killing you every day. Why do we have rises in cancers? And, you know, you can go to the CDC and like, oh, cancer hasn't done this in years and cancer's gone down. You know, cancer, I can tell you that the number of people that I know in my life that have received, have gotten cancer is almost, it's, it's almost a daily occurrence. Oh, I have cancer. This person has cancer. The dog's got cancer. Uh -huh. Everybody's got some form of cancer because we're being killed on a daily basis. Yeah. Yes. Uh, but I'll also say this. We... The, the balance that we have to strike here, frankly, is about what government can and should do around creating incentives and then banning certain behaviors. I mean, just to be very honest with you, I love cheeseburgers from time to time, right? I mean, I, I, I just do. And, and I think that, um, and, and, but, there is, but there has to be also what we do in terms of creating incentives that we will eat in a healthy way. That Okay. So her key phrase in that little clip there is we're going to ban certain behaviors mm -hmm. she likes cheeseburgers you think she's going to stop eating a cheeseburger when no. cattle when uh -huh. cattle's on the black market or, or you, no. you know uh, we're living in some third world squalor type place where we hadn't had meat in 20 years and like oh man i remember the day when i have a cheeseburger i got king kamala harris is going to be eating a cheeseburger yep and we're going to be down here saving the planet so Eat she can eat a cheese so she can eat a cheeseburger yeah and that's exactly what happened. It's not going to stop. These things are not going to stop for these people because they're not stopping now. I, Kamala Harris isn't living by example, not eating cheeseburgers. And I think there's one good meme that I've seen on the internet, and it's of all these straw-hating, cheeseburger-hating candidates eating cheeseburgers and drinking with plastic straws. Yeah, I mean, they're going to the Iowa State Fairs putting down as much pork as Don DeLuise. Oh, my God. I mean, they're stepping their face. I mean, even in the Republicans, you had uh, John Kasich shoving in. He couldn't even campaign because he had food shoving in. I'm surprised wow. the man isn't morbidly obese at this point. So these people are sitting here telling you, don't eat meat. And, buddy, let's go to the IFR and shove our face full of burgers and pork legs. We will encourage moderation and that we will be educated about the effect of our eating habits on our environment. And we have to do a much better job of that in the government. I'll tell you what. If you're not educated that McDonald's makes you fat, you give us an email. Oh, no. She said that ed she said educated of, on your, your eating habits effects on your environment. On your environment. Yes. Exactly. So if you eat cows, so if you eat you're cows, destroying, you're destroying somebody. Don't, you know, eat a sheep. We've only ate cows for sheep thousands have, of years. I guess sheep have tiny little boo-holes so they don't blow out. <laughs> tiny little, little tiny, tiny bum-holes. They don't have. They don't. They don't. They don't produce as much methane. Not as much. They're, they're the. Toy, but yes, they're the to Toyota Corollas of the animal kingdom. But back to your point. Yes, McDonald's makes you fat. Yeah. So, but a guy did a whole documentary on it. Got sick as a dog. Sick nearly as a dog. I tell you what. If you don't know that eating out that these processed food is what's making you fat, or drinking cokes, diet cokes that are supposed to make you uh, not fat or making like you, you fat. fat Shoot us an email. We'll drive at your house. I'll personally get out of the car and smack the living crap out of you in the face because you're an idiot. 
It's plain and simple. You've been yeah. brainwashed into, oh, I need chicken McNuggets from McDonald's because they're 50 cents a nugget. Holy moly. Yeah. I'm guilty. Yeah. But the one thing it's I said. It's cheap, it's quick, it's easy. It's quick, it's cheap, it's easy. My God, my life's in and disarray. And we've been trained as Americans to believe that we don't have time. We can't cook. Well, you don't have time because your kids are in 14 different sports. They're in band. They're they're in band. They're in soccer. They're in football. They're in dance. They're in drama clubs. They're playing football again. They're drama and football clubs combined. I mean, you're driving around with your half your house in your minivan with your oh kids. Oh my god! Nowadays, my parents took us. We talked about this many times. Our parents took us with a, a Ziploc bag and the and the clothes on our back, and that's yeah. what you had. You're hungry, deal with it. You want to yeah. cry about it, deal with it. We'll eat when we get home. But now. It's, it's that we're, we've been programmed to a want, want, want mentality. And if you don't think that's the truth, they're sitting here complaining about the tariffs that Donald Trump's putting on China. Oh, the, the price of your clothes and your shoes are going to go up. And blah, blah, blah. You ain't going to be able to afford the price of your shoes and your clothes. I've got enough clothes and shoes in my closet to last, to, to last me to the, the apocalypse and then years. the re-coming of Jesus Christ himself. Yeah, at least. That's how much clothes and shoes I have. I haven't bought a new pair of shoes in over 10 years. And that's not a joke because I have several pairs of shoes in there and I take care of the materials of the shoes that I have and the ones that wear out, I go, I can go to a thrift store and I can probably find a, a cheap pair to replace those because they're work shoes anyway. And I don't need to go buy a $200 pair, uh, dollar pair of Nikes or whatever just because some commercial told me I need a pair of Nikes. Mm. But that's the problem. You've been programmed. Oh, I need new work clothes. consumer. Yeah, we're we're a consume, consume, and hoarding society, and people people can't even park their cars in the garage because it's full of crap. No. But we sh we should be worried about the fact that China, that a pair of clothes from China is going to rise. People have so I much don't need stuff any they, clothes. People have so much stuff they have to rent storage units to store their stuff. Trust me, I even... I could go in there right now if there was a shortage in clothes. I could go in there right now and take half of my clothes and probably give that to another family. And clothe that family, probably. And I'm sure half of over half of America, I would say 90% of America, could probably do the same. So there's not a there's not a crisis out there. It's a manufactured crisis so they can gain power. Mm -hmm. So we started with the guns. Rourke's going to buy back your guns, which is false. He's going to take away your guns. There's no such thing as a buyback. He's going to confiscate your guns. You're not going to be on guns. We sit here and talked about hamburgers and straws from Buttigieg. We thought that was funny and hilarious because let's just let's just admit it. Pete Buttigieg is an adorable little funny man. Uh, he looks like one of the he looks like one of the Munchkins actually figured out how to grow up and become mayor of South Bend, Indiana, from the Wizard of Oz. Not Munchkin Land. Not Munchkin Land. Oh. South Bend. He moved up. He figured out I, I can grow. I'm a real boy. Maybe he um, has to ride on those shoes. So you thought that was funny? Think no. There's no way. There's there's no way there's going to be hamburgers and straws. He can't take that away, guys. You're got to be lying. And then we got Kamala Harris. <laughs> Ooh, by the rainbow. Oh, Lord. So we got... You're throwing me off track with your rendition there. So you think Buttigieg is going to take away your straws and your hamburgers and we're lying, and then we go up and we pull up Kamala Harris, one of the front runners of the Democratic Party, saying the exact same thing. Don't eat hamburgers. Let's let, leave the cows alone. We're going to have to get rid of the cows. Don't, uh, don't drink out of plastic straws. They're killing everybody. But it's okay to drink out of a plastic bottles and plastic, uh, you know, ink pen. Your ink pen's got yeah. plastic. Your shoes have got plastic. Uh -huh. your, everything you get, your car's plastic. Yeah. Everything's plastic. But don't drink plastic straws because the plastic straws are killing the planet. They're choking out everybody. We're all going to die. I mean, this is the equivalent of hairspray. 
Oh, back in the nineties and the eighties when we were kids, the hairspray is depleting the ozone layer. Your Aquanet, you know, Debbie Gibson, please stop making your hair the size of the Twin Towers. You're killing the planet. So anyway, so the cream of the crop for the show, we're gonna end with with the man himself, Bernie Sanders, the king of socialism, the savior of everyone under the age of twenty five who thinks they can vote, and his crowds and his rallies are for a Full of fourteen-year-olds and sixteen-year-olds who got credit for being there from their high school teacher's social sociology <laughs> class for being at a Bernie Sanders rally. This is the most scariest comment of this entire comment yeah. change uh, or climate town hall. This is the most scary comment, and just listen to this in its entirety, and then we'll discuss it. Human population growth has more than doubled in the past fifty years. The planet cannot sustain this growth. I realize this is a poisonous topic for politicians, but it's crucial to face. Empowering women and educating everyone on the need to curb population growth seems a reasonable campaign to enact. Would you be courageous enough to discuss this issue and make it a key feature of a plan to address climate catastrophe? Well, Pauly, the answer is yes. And the answer has everything to do with the fact that women in the United States of America, by the way, have a right to control their own bodies and make reproductive decisions. And the Mexico City Agreement, which denies American aid to those organizations around the world that are uh, that allow women to have abortions or even get involved uh, in birth control, to me is totally absurd. So I think, especially in poor countries around the world, uh, where women do not necessarily want to have large numbers of babies, and where they can have the opportunity through birth control to control the number of kids they have, something I very, very strongly uh, support. Uh, I want to. Uh... So, there we got Bernie Sanders saying that abortion and population control are one and the same. So that there's a lot in that com in that in that uh, clip there. So we're going to try to dissect it. So the most important uh, thing to take away from that is a woman's right to choose abortion and climate control, population control slash climate control are all intertwined. Yeah. So let's let's kind of break that down. Let's start with a woman's right to choose well, no, and control of her body. Yeah. Control of her body. Yeah, he said is, control of her body. Key phrases that he used. So a woman's right to have control of her body. Let's start there. Um. The woman should have thought about controlling her body when she decided to have sex. Boom! There we go. That's when she should have had some self-control. You don't want to go have a baby? Don't have Zip your pants up. Or practice birth control pre-sex. Do a preemptive strike. If you are going to be promiscuous and have sex and have multiple sex partners and you're a woman, please go to your local health department. For most people, it is absolutely free. You can get pills, you can get shots, you can get implant things, you can get things put up inside of you. If all else fails, go to your local dollar store and get some saran wrap and put around that thing. That's all you have to do. Get a condom. Do do something to to preemptively prevent pregnancy. And there's the key. There's the key comment that Michael just said. If you want control of your body, then take the appropriate steps prior to having sex so that you don't get pregnant. Because 
if you get pregnant and you have another human life growing inside you, yeah, it's using your body for its 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 development. But there's another person in there. It's a real that life absolutely human being. has no control over their body. Yeah, you have the ultimate control over their body. And they believe the Democrats believe that a fetus has no human right, even though it's a human being, a living human being. Science. They, no they right. always talk about science. Science for their climate control and science for this and science for the plastic straws and the cow farts and all this good stuff. But the ultimate science of human life is a heartbeat. There you go. The ultimate science for human life is the presence of a heartbeat. If, if there yeah, is a presence of a heartbeat, then you are a live human being. No medical doctor in the United States of America will just say that you walk in there and say, I have a heartbeat, I'm alive. They will declare you a human, living human being. Mm -hmm. And when your heartbeat stops, that same medical doctor, that same scientist is going to declare there is no human life. Yeah, you're dead. You're dead. You cease to exist here mm -hmm. on earth. Yeah. There's no human life. There's no life left in your body. So for you to sit there and tell me that a fetus has no rights because it's not a person, if it has a beating heart that is detectable, then it is absolutely science that yeah. it is a person. Living. A living human being. Yeah. There's no denying that. It's science. Don't throw your science BS in front of us about climate control and then tell me that a fetus isn't a living human being and it has science to back up the fact that it is a human being. A well, living like human everything being. Everything else, they invoke science when it's convenient. Oh, no, they, they invoke victimhood. Oh, oh yeah. It's a victimhood. Oh, if you if you don't let me kill this baby that's inside of my body, I don't have control of my body as a woman. You have absolute control of your body. You yeah. have the ability to not have sex. You have the ability to tell the man, no, I don't want to have sex. You have the ability to, to access uh, birth control and the necessary uh, uh, items to prevent your pregnancy. That is the absolute control of your body. If I, as a woman, say, I don't want to get pregnant, I want to go out and have sex, and I want to do all those fun things, but I definitely don't want to get pregnant, then I'm going to take the steps to not get pregnant. Exactly. I'm not going to sit there and say, oh, I'm pregnant, well, I'll just have an abortion. Yeah. You're killing a baby. You're killing, You're a, killing human a human being. being. So Bernie Sanders takes it another step saying, and abortion, and this is the real reason abortion is legal for the Democratic Party, because this is what's, this is what's been the goal for years and years and years and now somebody's just brazen enough to say it because America has come to the point where we can say these things now. Yeah. Everybody's you, can, you can say these things now and you can bring it out in the open because this is the end goal of abortion from the beginning. Population control. Population control. And I, I guarantee you the world population is not growing from the United States. It's growing from third world countries. It's growing from uh, Muslim countries. India. China. Well, the Muslim countries, for example, what is the, we've, you've, you've discussed this and you're, you're more in on it than me, but the goal of the Muslim faith or religion is to take over the world. Take over the world. So if you can convince the people that you're trying to take over to produce less babies and reduce the population in the future, and while they continue to produce and outproduce us, then they will at some point become 
the majority. The majority, and they will take over for us. Yeah. And that's what that's what's happening in the United States by importing people already. Oh, it yeah. doesn't have to be Muslims. You're yeah. importing. You're importing. You know, the new thing for the Democratic Party, the brown people, the brown people. It's good to be brown. Well, I have nothing against any country, but we're countries for a reason. You know, I don't think that the Mexican people would appreciate if I went to Mexico and implemented American culture over them and tried to wipe out their identity. So you can't be Mexican anymore. You can't, you can't have Hispanic culture anymore. You must give in to my culture because I, I demand every right uh, to, for you to not have your culture, but for you to uh, uh, respect and implement my culture in your country. Mm-hmm. And that's what the Democrat Party is trying to tell you to do. The end goal for this, this Democratic Party is what we said, absolute power, corrupt power, and absolute control in your life. And it's taken place, it's been implemented with Google and Alexa and all these things. Because they've lined up here and they've told you, if you watch this climate, if, if you have enough gumption to sit here and be able to, to go through the entire seven hours, I think this thing was, they talk about, you know, they, the government should regulate what type of cars you drive, that they can't, they, the government should ban gas guzzling car or, or gasoline-powered cars, that we all should have electric cars, and they're going to be people that are going to refuse to give up their, their gas car, and those people... Uh, should be conquered, I believe one candidate said, that those people should be conquered into giving up their gas car uh, and convinced, so to speak, to trade it in or give it up to the government for an electric car. So, you know, type of light bulbs. You know, if you can sit here and and let the government tell you what kind of light bulbs you can't have in your house, then you're letting them control your energy usage. And that's what these next, uh, these nest... Um, thermostats, these Google controlled the thermostats, smart these smart homes. At some point, we're going to get to the point that you're going to give government control, and they're going to say, "Okay, you've used enough electricity. Your allotted amount of electricity as your household, you've used it. So yep. we can now, through Google, our contract with Google or Amazon, we can now shut down your house. You can no longer use lights. You can no longer have electricity, heat, cooling." Uh, cooking, you can no longer have those things because you've used it for the money. Yeah. And it's all in the sake of the planet. As Bernie Sanders said, you know, that's expensive and we're going to have to give up crucial uh, aspects of our lives, but the, you know, the the alternative is much worse than that. Well, um, imagine a, a life a life of absolute government slavery to the government, where the government controls every aspect of your life. There's no more going back and forth to trips for your kids to schools. There's no more uh, after-school ball games, baseball, football, soccer. There's none of that because you've used your, your electric car too much uh, no. this time. You know, so you're not, you don't have any more electricity you've to charged charge it. it. You've charged it enough. You only get two trips. Yeah. You know, no more grilling out because there ain't no more cows. Exactly. There ain't no more milk for the babies because no. there's no more cows. You can drink almond milk, which is fake, fake-produced uh, chemical. Read the stuff that's in almond milk. You can't tell me. Read the ingredients in almond milk, and they try to pass this crap off as better and healthier for you. Read the ingredients in there. You can't even pronounce it. You can't yeah. tell me that that's better for I've you. I've never milked an almond. I've never milked an almond either. And I've yet to see an almond with teats. But <laughs> you can't tell me that that's better for you than 
natural milk. It's it, and it's it's not, and that's the end game for these people. The the whole all of this right here is population control from disarming the population, so there is no resistance to the government, to letting con government control you, to letting government control every aspect of your life and your family. And that's what you're voting for if you vote for a Democrat. Think logically. Go between the lines. These people are willing to tell you what they want to do. You just got to listen to it and you can't let the emotion that they use to tell their story about what they're going to do overcome the actual message. You know, it sounds good. Like, oh, I didn't know if I eat a hamburger and killing babies in Africa or the children here. Oh my God, if a plastic straw floated over to India and, you know, baby whale choked on it. Oh, poor baby whale. Yeah. That's the emotion part of it. The, the fact of the, the matter is, none of this is actually happening. And then none of this has anything to do with climate change. It has everything to do with power and control from these people. Yeah. So, that is our show for today. Uh, hope you enjoyed it. Uh, you go ahead and follow us on Twitter at project or the project underscore forty five. You can follow us on uh, Facebook at facebook.com slash project forty five mega. Uh, you can also send us an email at project forty five mega at gmail.com. Uh, we thank you again for listening. Hope you think critically. Hope you oppose the Democratic Party and hope you get word of podcast out by sharing and liking us on Facebook, Twitter. Uh, the project's uh, podcast is available on Spotify and iTunes when it hits. So be sure to check us out there and we'll see you next time.